Exodus. Exodus, the 15th chapter. And uh, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 22. Exodus, the 15th chapter, uh, verse number 22. You will find these words written there in the Holy Script. It just simply says, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went there three days in the wilderness and found no water. Verse number 23, and when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And here's a verse I want us to pay close attention to today. Verse 24. And it just simply says this. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? And the people murmured against Moses and said, what shall we drink? I want to talk to you all for just a little while, or as the Spirit leads from the subject matter, murmuring at Myra, murmuring at Myra. I don't want you to miss it. Murmuring at Myra. Let me let me let me start off. Let me start off by saying that complaining, grumbling, and murmuring are terrible sins. Uh, take a moment to think of the hurt and pain we feel when people grumble against us, especially when the complaint threatens our lives, our friendships, reputations, our characters our relationships, our attachments, positions, uh, employment, even promotions or investments. We feel hurt when people murmur and complain. Complaining, grumbling, and murmuring hurt, and it causes much pain. But more than this, complaining and grumbling show a great distrust in God. And uh, you will see throughout the lesson here today that this is the first terrible sin of Israel, that of complaining, grumbling, and uh, murmuring. This was to be a sin constantly committed when the Israelites faced a crisis. You have to keep in mind what the Israelites had just experienced three days earlier. They had experienced the great deliverance of God through the Red Sea. And furthermore, throughout the previous year or two, they had witnessed the awesome power of God through the 10 plagues of judgment cast upon the Egyptians. But here they were three days later. I don't want you to miss that. Three days later just three days after their great Red Sea deliverance, complaining and grumbling against God's servant. You know, they should have remember God. <clears throat> they should have remember uh, his great power and love. 
They should have remembered his great care and uh, provision. They should have trusted God to provide water. They should have bowed in prayer, calling upon God to show their leader, Moses, where water was. Just imagine, if you will, just for a few moments, what a glorious picture of trust and victory that that would have been. Two to three million people, men, women, and children, all bowing together in military foul on the desert sands, all praying and calling out to God for help through the crisis. But this was not the case. And the reason it was not the case is because Simply, they were just immature believers. They were unspiritual, unstable. I like to just say they were just carnal. They were, they were, they were in the flesh. And their carnal hearts of unbelief took over. And the Israelites complained. They grumbled. They murmured against God's leader. <clears throat> and this was the first terrible sin. It was the first terrible sin of Israel. And it was going to be a sin that they was going to commit time and time again. In fact, every time they faced a crisis, uh, they were to complain and murmur. Did you not know that complaining and grumbling are signs of distrust? They are signs of terrible unbelief in God. When we complain and grumble, We reveal a heart of unbelief and distrust. We reveal that we do not believe God's power and goodness. We do not believe that God is in control, that he will work the situation out. Let me talk to y'all for a minute today. A heart that trusts God will always pray, will always ask God for help. The trusting heart never complains nor grumbles against people or situations, especially not against fellow believers and certainly not against the dear servants of God. I would encourage you to read this entire chapter because there's a whole lot in here today. Because you will discover that when the children of Israel arrived at Marah in the wilderness, they could not drink the water because... It was bitter. So they murmured. They they fussed. They began to complain. When you look at the word Myra, Myra means bitter. And when you do a little search on it, the basin of the well was just eight feet in diameter and it only had two feet of water. And it's, it, it, it had contained so much stuff. It had magnesia. It had chloride of sodium. It had... Uh, a carbonic acid. And these chemicals make the water unfit for drinking. The fact of the matter is, they said that Arabs seldom even permit their camels to to drink from it. And, and, and so and so and so, when you look at this text, I see three things in this text that I want to deal with today. Three things I want to deal with uh, from our text. I see the reason for the mummering. I see the repetitive of the mummering. And then I see the reviling in the mummering. Let's deal with this. Let's look at the reason for the mummering. It says the people mumbered. 
The reason the murmuring occurred was that the people, they focus on their circumstances instead of on God. I don't want you to miss that. They focused on their circumstances instead of on God. Can I put a plug in for Tuesday night Bible study at, at 630 sharp? Pastor going to teach about the overcomers of circumstances. But I'm going to do that on Tuesday night, not right now. But the reason I don't want you to miss, the reason they murmured was because they focused on their circumstances instead of on God. And you know what? That will always cause one to murmur sooner or later. Because I've discovered that circumstances in life are not reliable inspirers of joy. In fact, the matter is, that's the reason why Paul had a right to the church at Philippi in the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. In verse number four, Paul, he just simply wrote, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. He said, again, I say rejoice. But notice, Paul did not exhort us to rejoice in our circumstances, but to rejoice in the Lord. And so Moses led the Israelites from the Red Sea, beginning their march to Mount Sinai. And to reach Mount Sinai, they had to cross the desert. And it was the desert that created the problem. Why? Because they traveled and they found no water. Once again, imagine two or three million people marching across the desert for three days and finding no water. The water supply of some families had run low, and apparently the supply of others had run out. And being out in the desert with no water was uh, as severe a crisis uh, as anyone could face. It was a matter of life and death. Their survival was at stake. The survival of several million people, including uh, children. What could be done? Moses led them to a place where there was supposed to be water. He led them uh, to Mara. But shockingly, the water had become polluted. The water was bitter. It was unfit to drink. And from the reaction of the people, it was apparently so bitter that they were afraid to drink it, feeling it was unsafe. It must, my God, have been frustrating. And how many of y'all know it's most frustrating to think that you have your problem solved and then discover that the solution is not acceptable? I don't know who I'm talking to here, but somebody, you've been there, you've thought that you've had it all worked out only to discover that the solution or that the answer was not acceptable. To find water at Mara would cause the Israelites to rejoice, but they soon discovered that the water was defiled. It is it, bad enough to be without water, but then to find water and then discover it was unfit to drink would only aggravate their pain. Well, let me see if I can help somebody. You know how you pray for something? You pray for something and you ask God to give it to you. I'm not going to name nothing in particular. And then God, he answers your prayer and he gives it to you. 
only for you to discover this is not really what I wanted. Well, it was the same way with them. Here they are tired, they're hot, they're exalted, and, 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 and they're almost, it was a matter of life and death. They find what they wanted only to discover that it didn't do them any good. Do you have to understand something about these children? Ha! This was not a rebellious multitude being punished for their rebellion. You know what? They were going where the Lord, by the means of the cloud, had led them. So they experienced this trial on the path of obedience. I don't want y'all to miss that. Because you need to understand that obedience does not exempt us from trials. Scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what God delivereth them out of all. Well, I don't want to get happy here today, but somebody, you need to understand that whatever you're going through right now, just be obedient to the plan and the purpose of God. And God will deliver you out of everything that you're going through. Yeah, so the people, here was their problem. They focus on their circumstances instead of focusing on God. And can I tell everybody that's listening to me right now, whatever you do, don't focus on your problem. Focus on the problem solver. Don't focus on your sickness. Focus on the healer. Don't focus about being lonely because of this pandemic, but focus on the one that declared, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you, but I'll be with you until the ends of the world. Don't focus on how broke you are. Focus on the one that says that he's a supplier of every one of our needs. Put your focus on God. They focus on their circumstances instead of God. Let me move on lest I preach too long here. Not only do I want to look at <laughs> the reason for their murmuring, but I also want to take a glance at the rapidity of their murmuring. When I say the rapidity, I just simply mean the quickness, the, 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 the swiftness of it. The text says the people murmured. All right, we all agree with that. But we have to understand that this murmuring occurred just a few days after they had crossed the Red Sea. Don't miss it. The Israelites had just been delivered by God from Egyptian slavery. They were on their way, hey, glory, to the promised land. God had promised them a land, my God, hey, that flowed with milk and honey. Promised them a land that they would live in houses, that they didn't have to build and they would drink from wells, that they didn't even have to dig. They were on their way. Somebody put in the chat, on their way, my God, hey, glory. Y'all need to understand sometimes while we're on our way, hey, we're going to encounter some things. Uh, but let's not do like the Israelites did. 
Three days had passed. And now they are in the wilderness complaining. And how condemning, how condemning that it is only a few days. My God, they went from singing the praises of God to complaining in three days. I'm going to let that sink in. They went from singing the praises of God to complaining in three days. It's in the book. If you just look at verse one and two of the same chapter, the 15th chapter of the book of Exodus, it says, then sang Moses. I feel it here. And the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord. Listen, they singing to God, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his riders hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength. Come on here, somebody. They singing this song here. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he is, he has become my salvation. He is my God. They said, I will prepare him an inhabitation, habitation. My father's God. I will exalt him. Hey, glory be to God. They said that, and if you keep reading it, the song goes longer, but I ain't going to just quote the whole song here. But they had a praise on the inside. But then three days later, uh, uh, three days later, they were complaining. Well, 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 put your stones down, put them down. Because before you want to cast stones at the children of Israel, how quickly we too go from praising God to complaining. Y'all don't want me to preach up in here. Some of y'all was clapping your hands in the sanctuary. I told you to make your spot the sanctuary. But no longer than when you sign off for this service, don't allow the devil to cause you to complain and to mumble and uh, my God grumble. You agree that faithful is our God. You need to stick with that what you have agreed to. And don't allow the devil to cause you to mumble and to complain. The repentance of mummering exhorts us to be more faithful in getting into the word and prayer so that we will respond better to our troubles. I need y'all to think about something. Just think about the bed of trials that confronts us throughout life. Oh, we go through some stuff. I don't care what nobody say. And some of you all, you've been through some stuff. You might look good now because you fixed your hair all up. And you you might look good on just the top half because can't nobody else see what you got because you're sitting down. But don't worry about it. My God, my testimony is I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. You know, you only tell folks certain things. Everybody really don't know what you've really been through. Hey, come on here, somebody. Have I got a witness up in this place? My God, but you ought to say, I thank God. I don't look like what I've been through. Thank God for Maybelline. I can put some stuff underneath my eyes. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me. I can put something on the top of my head to hide this gray hair. Y'all talk back here to me. My God, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? 
Aren't you glad? I'm gonna feel like preaching in a minute. Almost time for me to close. Aren't you glad that you don't look like what you've been through? We've been through some stuff. We've been through some bitter trials. Trials as no food, no water. Some have no home, lost of job, financial loss, accidents, severe temptation, horrible divorce, suffering, deformity, failed plans, frustration, disappointment. Have I rang your doorbell yet? Sorrows, despondency. And some of us even lost loved ones. But I stop by here to let you know the bitter trials are the normal experience of human life. They confront us all and they perplex us. And sometimes they even puzzle us. The believers even ask, why has God let this happen to me? Somebody, you might have asked that just this week. But I want you to know the trials and temptations, they're common to all people. And when they strike us, there's only one question. How are we going to react? Are we going to keep praising God? Are we going to say hallelujah anyhow? I'm not going to let my troubles get me down. But when my trouble come my way, I'm going to lift my head up high and say hallelujah anyhow. I'm wondering if somebody got a hallelujah on the inside. I dare you to shout hallelujah and then shout anyhow. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't need to know what you're going through. Hallelujah. Anyhow, my God, don't complain. Trust God to strengthen you. Don't grumble. Don't curse God. Just keep your hand in God's hand. You may need to say, as David said in Psalms 42 and verse 5, you may have to ask yourself this question. Why? Art thou cast down, O oh my soul? Oh, I'm going to stop there for a minute. I ain't in no hurry. Somebody need to ask themselves that question. Ask your soul, why am I so cast down? Why am I so depressed? My God. Why am I so frustrated? Why am I on the edge? How come nobody could speak to me without me going off on them? Why so? Are you so cast down? God been too good to us. Been too merciful. He's been too faithful. There have no temptation taken you, but such is as common to man. But I like this part. But God is faithful. Somebody ought to write that in the chat. Write it for me. That God is faithful. How many of y'all know he's a faithful God? He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able. But with the temptation, he's made a way for you to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Listen, if you're going through it, I stop by here to tell you, God's going to bless you and you're going to be able. You're going to keep on keeping on in God. Come on, brother Peter, help me preach. Peter said, beloved, Thinking not strange. I just wanted to talk today. Concerning the fiery trial, which has come to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. He says, but rejoice. Here it is again. He said, but rejoice. How come I'm going to rejoice? 
in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, yeah, you may be made glad also with exceeding joy. That's not about here to tell y'all. Yeah, he's going to reveal, he's going to reveal his glory. So yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. For real. For real. I get it. <clears throat> After traveling for three days in the hot, dry desert, the Israelites must have burst forth with joy at finding water. I get it. But what a terrible disappointment. Bitter, undrinkable water. Well, can I help us here today? Because the bitter, undrinkable water is a picture of the bitter waters of this world. Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help us here. It's a picture of the bitter waters of this world, the bitter trials and experiences of this world. And guess what? The person who drinks from the waters of this world is doomed to disappointment. Oh, you're doomed because the waters of this world will prove to be bitter. What kind of water are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about drugs, sex, wealth, position, beauty. How many of y'all know your beauty's going to fade? Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. You can, you can have them pump whatever you want in your face. It's going back down. It's going back down because we don't, this flesh don't last forever. What about the waters of pleasure? What about the water of fame? The water of recognition? The waters of power? And the water of possession. I start by here to tell you that the waters of the earth, it never satisfied the thirst of the human heart. Only Jesus, oh God help me here. Only Jesus can satisfy the thirst of our hearts. He is the living water. Believe on me as the scripture has said it. And out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living waters. So yes, Jesus, he can come, he can soothe the thirst that's in our hearts and that's in our souls. Well, let me wrap it up here. Let me deal with the last point, then I'm finished. What about the reviling in the murmur? When we say reviling, we're just saying the condemning. It was against Moses. It was against Moses. You know, to revile simply means to criticize in an abusive and angry, insulting manner. I don't want you to miss that. It's one thing to criticize. That's bad enough. But then to criticize in a abusive and angrily, and insulting matter. Oh God, that's almost unbearable. The murmurers, they criticize Moses. But I don't want y'all to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. Moses was not their problem. Don't miss it. Some of y'all criticizing the wrong person. Uh-oh. Some of y'all are grumbling against the wrong person. Some of y'all are murmuring against the wrong person. Check the person. Better yet, check yourself. 
It could be you. Somebody ought to type preach pastor. Somebody, somebody type preach pastor. We ain't in no hurry. I don't see it yet. Y'all text. Y'all did God is faithful quick. I don't see that part. That's all right. I'm going to preach anyhow. Listen, check your own self. Moses was not the problem. In fact, when you read the text, Moses helped solve the problem. He helped solve the problem. He prayed and God told him what to do. God said, get a tree, cast a tree into the water. He went and cut down a tree and threw the tree in the water and the water became sweet. So Moses was not the problem. He helped solve the problem. And how typical of mankind to mistreat their supporters, their backers, their patrons. If you don't treat anybody right, you treat those that are backing you. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this today. Come on, you treat those that 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 supporting you. Oftentimes, it is the people who have served the best who are run out of office the quickest. If you've helped somebody, I'm trying to encourage y'all here today. If you've helped somebody, don't be surprised if they eventually turn against you. When you help, you help for the honor and the glory of God. You help my God, my God, with heaven in view. Because folk have a way of turning on you. Many who serve the Lord know this experience. But how many of y'all know nobody has ever experienced it? Like Jesus Christ have experienced it. Jesus, he did everything good. Yet the people turned on him and they crucified him. There was no bad in him. There was all good in him. And yet they turned, they turned on him. And so they, they reviled against Moses. And Moses wasn't even the problem. Stop complaining. Stop grumbling. You're, calling, you're causing folks some added stress. You're treating some people unfairly. Just give God praise for what he's already done for you and what he's getting ready to do for you. Well, as I close now, this first time I said I was closing. I'm only going to have one closing today. I ain't going to have two or three. I'm going to have one closing. Might be a long one, but it's going to be one. It's going to be one closing. I want to leave this with you all. I really do. I want to leave this with you all today because we don't need to complain. We don't need to murmur. We don't need to grumble no more because here's the reason why. Number one, and I want you to get this, complaining and grumbling are not against the servant of God, but against God himself. Oh, Lord, I don't want y'all to miss that. It's not against the servant of God. It's against God himself. You don't believe me? Let me put some Bible. You might want to just write this down. Exodus 16 and 18. And Moses said, this shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full. For that, watch this, the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? He says, your murmurings are not against us, 
but against the Lord. When you mumber and complain about what you don't have, you're mumbering against God who have already blessed you, who's already opened up a door. I hope y'all listening. Who's already made a way for you. Stop it. Because I'm going to show y'all something. Secondly, complaining and grumbling are often due to a person not believing God's word nor listening to his voice. When you complain and murmur, it's an indication. It's an indication that you don't believe God's word and you're not listening to his voice. Psalms 106, 24. Come on, write it down. The psalmist speaking of the children of Israel says, yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Number three, number three, complaining and grumbling are to have no part in the believer's life. No part. It's one thing to say that you're a believer. It's another thing for you to convince yourself because there is no complaining and no grumbling. Philippians 2.14, do all things without mumberings and disputings. Everything you do, do it without complaining. And then last but not least, complaining and grumbling shall be severely judged by God. That's the warning here. Pastor, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fornicate, I don't commit adultery, I live a life pure and holy. I'm whiter than snow. But you complain, you grumble, you mummer all the time. You're going to be severely judged by God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 and 10, let me put some Bible on it. Speaking of the children of Israel, he said, neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. <laughs> He's going to severely judge those that complain, that murmur, and that grumble. So the next time you feel that pain in your body, don't complain about it. Just say, God, I thank you. I can feel it. Hey, y'all ain't going to help me here. Say, God, I thank you that you're a healer. How am I going to ever know that he's a healer if I've never been sick? How am I going to ever know he's a way maker if I've never been broke? Come on here, somebody. So here's my testimony. And the clock has run out now. But my testimony is simply this. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. 
But when I look around, somebody just need to look around and I think things over. All of my good days, hey, glory, outweigh my bad days and I won't complain. You know, sometimes the, I gotta go, clouds hang low. I, I can hardly see the road. I ask the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? But he knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes can't see, I say thank you, Lord. I won't complain. And here's a part I feel like jumping over the desk, but I better not try it. The Lord's been good to me. He's been, come on, somebody wave at me. He's been so good to me. More than this world could ever be. He's been so good to me. He dried all my tears away. Turn my midnight into day. So I'll say, thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to stop for a minute <laughs> and say, thank you, Lord. And I won't, I won't complain.